What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast, the first episode of 2020. And this is going to be episode one of somewhere in the range of 150 plus episodes this year. So this podcast started in 2019, and this is episode 59, I believe. So I was averaging a little over one per week. Actually, I started late in January of 2019. So yeah, just a little over one per week. And the goal for 2020 is to continue three episodes per week. So we're going to hit somewhere in the range of like 150 to 170, depending on if I'm feeling good and I get some weeks with four episodes or there may be some with two, but I'm going to average right around three per week. And an interesting topic to start off 2020, because everybody's going to be talking about losing weight, right? You're going to be getting all of these messages about New Year's resolutions and you know committing to your goals and keeping your promises to yourself. And this is the year that you're going to do it. You've wanted this for so long, and now we're going to make it happen. And I actually did a whole episode, the last episode, about how to do New Year's resolutions the right way. But I thought it would be fun to talk about reverse dieting. And I know some of you are probably tuning out right now because this is not what you want to hear when it's January and you just got through the holiday season and you're ready to make some progress. But I'm telling you that this is such an important topic and it's going to be the key for long-term success. So when you're looking at 2020, the amount of time that you spend dieting should be a lot less than the amount of time you spend at maintenance. And coming out of a deficit, coming out of a diet phase and doing it properly so you actually maintain and sustain the results is so important. And that's where understanding the reverse dieting process comes into play. So I figured what better way to kick off 2020 than talking about how to properly reverse. And when we're talking about a reverse diet, you know, we're basically talking about a strategy where we are increasing calories in a controlled manner over time with the goal of increasing your metabolism. And obviously, we'll want to minimize any body fat gain. Now, we all know that one of the issues with being super restrictive and being very extreme in your dieting efforts is the fact that you can easily regain that weight. And I know, I'm sure you've experienced this where you've lost a bunch of weight pretty quickly and then your, your body kind of turns into like a sponge the minute you overeat or maybe you went on vacation and you gained a bunch of weight back. And that's because we're in a very susceptible place coming out of a diet phase. What most people do, and the reason that the diet industry fails so many people is because they set these parameters around the you know, start date and end date of the diet. And they don't teach you sustainable change. So you're following this set of rules, these guidelines. And all of a sudden, when that period ends, when that end date hits, you revert back to all of your old ways. Or you've been restricting yourself so much that you're just so excited for this freedom that you go overboard. And we're in a position where our metabolism is slower, um, You know, where our bodies are just more susceptible to regaining fat. 
And, you know, we've activated this like self-defense mechanism that we have. We're built for survival. So, you know, it was like we're in this position of food scarcity and now all of a sudden we're eating um, in abundance and our body wants to store. Uh, so it wants to, you know, fend off starvation. So that is what we were built to do. So at the end of a diet, it's so important to understand how to reverse properly. Now, I really want to point out that the that reverse dieting, the goal is not to lose fat. The goal is to increase your metabolism. And I think so many people um, have been misled by social media where people are like, you know, this person ate more and lost weight. And yeah, like we've had plenty of clients who have done that. But to act like that's the norm is doing is doing you an incredible disservice because when you are increasing calories, you might gain some weight back. That's just part of the process. Some people will gain, some people will maintain, and then there's some hyper responders who will actually lose weight. Sorry about that. I'm just knocking things over here left and right as I need to take a sip of water. But the goal is to return your metabolic rate um, and maintain your lean body mass. So um, it's the fact of the matter is that when you have dieted, you have slowed down your metabolism, your basal, basal metabolic rate is lower, um, your body has caused you to move less, so now we need to kind of combat all of these things and get calories up. What studies will show is that a period of acute overfeeding right after a diet, so like if you were to finish dieting and then all of a sudden you like overconsumed a whole bunch of calories in a short period of time, you're going to gain more body fat versus the like typical reverse diet approach, which is slowly adding calories back. So that's why we always want to be super careful when we come into that um, reverse diet mode. Uh, we want to take it slow because if the goal is to maintain the fat loss that you've achieved, um, just consuming a whole bunch of food right after that, like a lot of people will have this like YOLO effect where they've just ended the diet and it's like, I'm going to go out and celebrate all that I have accomplished and uh, or I'm going to go on vacation, I'm just going to eat my face off because I was restricting myself for so long. You will gain weight back very rapidly. Um, and you also have to understand that your maintenance, now that you weigh less, your maintenance is going to be different. So we have to understand that we're working with a lower maintenance now that we've dieted and effectively lost weight. So understand that you can't just jump back up to your previous maintenance because that will actually be a surplus. Um, what you want to do is start with something like a 10% increase in fats and carbs. So wherever you ended your diet, start with a 10, you know, somewhere in 10 to 20%. If you're okay with a little bit of uh, weight regain and um, you want to, you don't want to extend and drag out the reverse diet process, you can go a little bit more aggressive and increase by like 20% right off the bat with fats and carbs. And I would actually, this is very um, individual dependent, like based off of your personal preference. But I would say that leaning more towards carbs because it's going to be more difficult for your body to store carbs as fat when you're coming out of a diet because they're 
more easily oxidized. Um, if you're over consuming fats right after a diet, it's going to easily be stored as fat because it's already fat. There's no conversion that has to happen in the body to store it. Um, so I would start with like a 10 to 20% increase. When you're reversing, you can still do um, you know, undulating calories where you have some days that are higher days, some days that are lower days, but ultimately you want to look at your week as a whole. If you like to have more flexibility, like the weekend, um, that's you know an easy way to put a couple high days in there. And then another important thing is with exercise, because as you're gradually increasing your calories, um, you may have been at the point where you've dieted down and have increased cardio. Now, what a lot of people don't realize is that the amount of cardio that you did to get to that point is the amount that you need to do to sustain. However, we don't want to live the rest of our life, the rest of our lives having to do copious amounts of cardio just to sustain our our weight loss efforts. So one of the things is to do the opposite with cardio that we do with calories. We're gradually increasing the amount of calories and we're gradually decreasing the amount of cardio. So that's why I prefer the slow and steady approach because it gives your body a chance to acclimate to what you're doing and you're not sending any sort of like shocking signals. So you're not like cutting all cardio immediately and increasing calories by a thousand. You're going to put yourself in a position to lose all the progress that you just, you know, that you just achieved. Um, Another thing with exercise is that strength training is going to be super important because you want to maintain the muscle that you just, you know, you want to maintain the muscle that you have and you want to minimize the amount of body fat that you regain. And that's again why I recommend taking a slower approach. Now, if you're okay with a little bit of regain, then you can be more aggressive with these things. Um, typically, I would recommend being more aggressive on the cardio side, where, like, let's say you got to the point where you're up to five hours of cardio per week. Um, you know, jumping right down to like two hours is fine. Um, you know, keep the strength training in and be a little bit more conservative with your calorie increases. So, how much should you add after that initial? Jump So like starting with a 10 to 20% increase in carbs and fats, again, based off of personal preference and, you know, all these different variables like do you enjoy carbs more? Do you enjoy fats more? What's your activity like? What is your training like? If you're more of a high intensity training person, you definitely want to add more carbs over fats. But then in the following weeks, um, after that initial change, I like to give a little bit of time to settle in, but then... In the following weeks, we want to do an increase of somewhere between like two to eight percent um, of carbs and fats. Now, with protein, you can actually lower your protein a little bit. Now, assuming that when you went through your dieting phase, you had adequate protein, but now that we're adding more protein sparing macronutrients back in the mix, which carbs and fats are protein sparing, because if you have enough carbs and fats to fuel your daily activities, you don't need to pull from protein. So protein can do its job in maintaining that lean tissue. So you can pull it down a little bit or just keep it where it is and just increase somewhere between 2 to 
of carbs and fats, again, depending on how aggressive you want to get. But if you're somebody who's like very concerned with any sort of regain, then obviously you want to, you would want to err on the lower side of that, like two to four percent. And then, um, you know, for those of you who are like, I just want to get back to my maintenance, then you can err on the higher side. You could even go up to ten percent if you're that type of person. Um, but the most important thing is, even if you do add a little bit of weight back, like you add a little bit of fat back through the reverse dieting process, as long as you have, as long as you've done this in a controlled manner, um, it's far different than the person who just like rips the bandaid off and adds a whole bunch of calories really quickly, and that can set up, you know, this binge and restrict cycle. Um, that's more of like what you would see in a yo-yo dieter and then somebody who would follow that up by another crash diet, by another extreme protocol. Um, and then they follow that up by, you know, eating like an idiot for a while. Like they go through these, you know, cycles of being, trying to be perfect and then just, you know, going to Fucketville and completely going off the rails. And so understanding that you don't have to worry about a lot of the negative consequences of of rapid regain, even if you do add a little bit of fat, but it's in a slow and controlled process. And then, you know, obviously you want to monitor and keep track of things and see, you know, what are the weight trends doing on a weekly basis. If your weight is increasing too quickly, like I would say somewhere in the range of like 0.5% of your body weight in a week, then I would pull back and, and, and give yourself time to allow things to settle in. So, you know, the thing with the reverse is you, you want to just always keep an eye on things. You always want to be monitoring data. You always want to be monitoring biofeedback. So those are the things we want to see, you know, weight relatively stable. You know, obviously a little bit of an increase is fine. And we want to see biofeedback markers improve. We want to see hunger getting less, cravings getting less, energy increasing, um, mood increasing, sleep quality increasing, stress going down, um, training, performance increasing, and recovery getting better. So we want to pay attention to that. And then we want to see what the data is telling us as far as your weight, your measurements, um, how are you looking, how are your pictures looking, uh, that sort of thing. So when you get to the point where, um, you know, what I like to do is, is calculate a projected maintenance and see what happens when we get to that point through a reverse. And then I like, if, if things are super stable, I like to push a little bit past that because just because a calculator says what maintenance should be, the best way to know what maintenance is to actually do it. So I like to push a little bit past that. And then once I see that a client's weight or my weight is increasing, um, at that like, you know, 0.5, maybe like 0.25 to 0.5% in a week, then I'm going to dial it back, um, and hold steady and then use that as my new maintenance. And now this is where I think most people get it wrong because what most people do is, you know, well, first of all, not a lot of people understand how to reverse diet properly, but let's say you're working with a skilled coach as you should be, and that coach gets you successfully to reverse diet. You know, you increase your metabolism, your biofeedback improves, 
you've gained you know, a minimal amount of body fat back and you're at a new maintenance that feels good for you. What most coaches will do if they're working with a client who still has body comp goals is they will send them right back into a deficit. And this, I can't stress this enough, is the number one mistake that a lot of people make. You have to maintain those results and that new maintenance for a while. Now, a while, I'm saying that it's very general. It depends. I know most people hate that answer, but it truly depends on the individual. A while could mean 12 weeks. A while could mean you know six weeks, or it could mean longer. But what you want to do is you want to give your body time, and you want to basically send that signal to your body like, this is our new maintenance. These results that we've accomplished, we're going to hold on to them. Like a lot of people understand the body fat set point theory. In order to change your set point, you have to establish that new norm. And in order to do that, you have to reverse effectively, but then you have to maintain it. So you've gotten your calories up, you did the hard part, but maintenance can be super boring. Think about it as like almost your pre-dieting phase if you're going to go into another one. And you want to just hold those results and, and give your body time um, to understand like we are in a, we're smaller, right? Like we've accomplished this weight loss. We have a new established caloric maintenance and a new body fat percentage level. And we're going to hold this here. And you're basically like enforcing it and securing it versus doing anything that's going to throw off homeostasis. So that's why going right back into another deficit is not doing you any favors. Um, the results likely won't be as quick. It will, you'll likely stall out much faster. Your body remembers the stress that you just imposed on it. Um, you'll likely hit that plateau much sooner. You'll have to resort to more extreme efforts, more cardio, um, lower calories, and it's just not a good place to be. So the reverse diet process is super important. Doing it you know, slow and controlled is much better when it comes to managing weight regain than just ripping the Band-Aid off, although there are situations where that is necessary. Um, there's something like a recovery diet, which if you were working with a competitor, somebody who you know just got on stage and we need to restore hormonal balance as fast as possible, a recovery diet would be used. That's different than a reverse diet where we want to get back to that new maintenance and maintain the results that we've just accomplished in a controlled manner and then hold that spot for long enough where you're basically sending that message to your body like this is our new norm. And now that we've got homeostasis restored, we've got some time under our belts, then we can go into the next dieting phase. So I hope that helps everybody understand the importance of reverse diet. And I thought it was a good topic to kick off the new year. Um, I want you guys to hit me up, post on Instagram, tag me please at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner and leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. This show has continued to grow and I'm excited for what's in store for you know all the amazing guests that I already have lined up. And I'm going to be continuing to just get more and more people on the show in 2020 and just do these solo episodes where I can just you know, rattle off stuff that is on my brain and hopefully you guys enjoy it. Please let me know, DM me, 
Um, hit me up. I love hearing from you guys. Post to your stories. And I will talk to you next time.